The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you with us along for the ride, as it were. Nathan Miller is our producer, and he'll make sure we stay in our lane. Today, we are going to visit a lady who directs a very impressive, very extensive throughout North America, but also into El Salvador and Mexico. Oh, what a project. And the acronym is NARM. That stands for the North American Reciprocal Museum Association. And the director, Virginia Philippi, will join us momentarily. The NARM network is a mosaic, really, of, at last count, 1,202 art museums and galleries. And you have to check back because the number may change, increasing by the hour, it seems. We're talking about great culture here, folks. We're talking about museums, societies, botanical gardens, children's museums, zoos, and more. When you sign up with your favorite participating NARM institution, you can receive reciprocal membership benefits. Let's all sing hallelujah. In inflationary times, this is the way to go. And it will be good across the United States, Canada, Bermuda, El Salvador, and Mexico. Exceptional, wonderful place if you are an aficionado of arts, of history, of culture in all its many phases. We're going to get into that during our interview with Virginia right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertdrops.com. Very important. Go to alertdrops.com and stay safe. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Virginia Philippi began managing the North American Reciprocal Museum Association in December of 2006. Prior to working in the museum world, she spent 10 years with Ernst & Young, five years redesigning their tax compliance processes and developing software to manage the new compliance processes, and five years managing national knowledge bases and producing live webcasts for the National Tax Consulting Offices in Washington, D.C., busy lady. Virginia has a master's in international business from the University of South Carolina and a master's in Middle Eastern studies from the American University in Cairo, Egypt. She earned her bachelor's degree in political science from a small liberal arts university in Suwannee, Tennessee, and likes to joke that she could be the poster child for a liberal arts education. And then some Virginia Philippi, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. 
Thank you so much for having me and for talking about NARM. I love to discuss NARM. It is my favorite pastime. <laughs> Great way to spend a half hour on a Friday afternoon. And elsewhere, we're going to be in podcast form after the live broadcast here in the Seattle area. Welcome indeed, Virginia. And I hope you like that part about 1,202 art museums and galleries, historical museums and societies, botanical gardens, children's museums, zoos, and more. I mentioned that number, realizing that it fluctuates, and happily, it seems to be fluctuating upward lately. Well, I was just looking at our new number since uh, that number was posted in mid-March. We have added 12 more, so we wow. quickly. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, talking on the phone as we were setting up this interview, you mentioned something about five in one day. I'm feeling generous here, Virginia. So if you've got five in one day, who are some of the new additions to the fold? Oh, well, we just got one in my area, which I'm thrilled about. The Siegel Music Museum here in Greenville, South Carolina was a new one. And we have uh, the Lincoln, um, let's see, Lincoln County Historical Association just joined and they had two, three separate locations. So they counted as three. And then, um, gosh, I, the, I, I cannot pronounce this one. Podry Landmarks Foundation has just joined. And if you can give me a minute, I can look up where they are. They, we have oh, you them. Can, yeah, it's fine. you can drop them into the conversation here, Virginia. It's wonderful that these people are finding you, these cultural creatives, if you will, are finding NARM. NARM finds them. I am curious enough to ask you, Virginia, how is it that you have that interface? Who takes the initiative in order to expand this association of yours? It really is word of mouth. Uh, we find that we get a lot of contacts after, say, a museum association conference or a meeting or a regional association will have a meeting and, and our members will talk about the wonderful benefits of NARM and other institutions will contact us to join. And so we really oversee the institutional part of the memberships. And then once a museum or art gallery or garden joins us, then their members at the $100 level or higher are able to receive reciprocal NARM benefits. And so what an individual would do in order to get NARM reciprocal benefits is join their local institution that is a NARM member, and that's how they'll receive the NARM reciprocal benefits. I love the strategy behind that, even though I perceive it obliquely there at this point, but you're going to educate me and all of our listeners. It seems to me that the, the initiative is in part on the shoulders of those who will drive, fly, make themselves go to a given place because they can't wait to experience that. It's a cultural experience for them. And once you are there, you're driving that traffic there. And once they've arrived, they can join at the NARM level of membership. Now we are open to reciprocal benefits. You're able to receive those. And I have to tell you, Virginia, I, this is by way of congratulating you. I am stunned at the map on the NARM website about the number of places, and we have been you know, calling out a number and mentioning individual institutions. People, if they're planning a road trip, for example, and that's music to the ears of listeners to this program, can go state by state and connect an itinerary that is, is either thematic or geographically convenient for them. Certainly. And I was just looking in the, uh, if you 
you go to our website, which is narmassociation.org, it's, it's very easy to remember, narmassociation.org, and you look up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a button that says find an institution, and it's as easy as that. You click on that button to find an institution. You can search in the Seattle area. You can set a mile range say 15, 25, 50 miles. And I have just uh, performed a search in Seattle for a 50 mile radius. And we have 26 NARM institutions in that area. So anyone can go find one of those, join whichever their favorite is at the NARM level. And then when they travel, we have actually partnered with a wonderful company called uh, tripinfo.com and another group called uh, ArtGeek. And what these companies do, with the first one, tripinfo.com, will uh, list attractions, travel options. It will help you plan your trip to wherever you want to go. And if you look up by state, you know, say you're, you're going to visit uh, Washington, D.C. from Seattle, and you want to find the attractions there, it will actually list which NARM member institutions are on that page as well. So when you're planning a trip through tripinfo.com, you can find NARM institutions. You can find through ArtGeek. I don't know if um, anyone has heard of this before, but it will list all the exhibitions that are currently on view mm. at institutions that you might be interested in, in going to visit and they will also list an arm bullet telling you which members they have on their website that are NARM. so it it really is a a wonderful way to plan your trip and to get in to see places uh, that you might not even think of going that you've never heard of but might have this fantastic exhibition going on that, that you'll be able to get in for free if you have a norm reciprocal benefit I love that. I love the acronym NARM and I love the word free. So we're off to a good start here. That's for sure, Virginia. I will tell it. Let me tell one on myself here. And this is a matter of travelers regret, but I can do something about it, fortunately. And that is take Memphis as an example. There, my wife and I went to Graceland. Duh. Of course, we had that experience. And I left Memphis late in the afternoon. We were headed back home to Florida, where we live in Sarasota, and making that trip out of Memphis, I remember that twinge of regret I felt because I didn't stop at the Lorraine Motel. It's so significant. I was around at the time that Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered there, and I thought, that's, that's a place that is important for me to see, and I'm sorry that we didn't build the time into our itinerary. And even as I say that, Virginia, I'm aware, and this is great news for Civil War buffs, students of history, my goodness, if you go to Virginia, not so far from Tennessee, you can go to Richmond, seat of the old Confederacy, to the American Civil War Museum. Now, can you see the arc of history there? I know Virginia can see it there, whichever way you go. If I went to the Civil War Museum, and that is a bucket list item for me, and then I go to the Lorraine Motel, there's a Civil Rights Museum there. There's a sense of just history and, and having it balanced out, what was true in the middle of the 19th century, what happened in the middle of the 20th century. And it, if you can't see that as a proper education, then you need to go and visit and understand why it is. Certainly. We have, yep, go ahead. 
well, I'm, I'm just opening up all the, all the places you can go. You can pretty much pick a spot. I, I guess this is by way of asking you if, if people look at this map or they, they become NARM members, it seems to me they can readily see that you can create your own itinerary and you can do it by geography. You can do it by theme, by whether you're more inclined to history than arts and culture. And if you love both, man, do we have an association for you? That's right. And, um, and, and, and we have a category where some of our museums are just so unique, they don't even fit into, you know, a ge generic category. So we have something called specialty. And we love this one. We have a shoe museum. We have a maritime and seafood industry museum. We have a glass museum. We have a museum that's just dedicated to shells, the Bailey Shell Museum. Mm. And so really we'll cover everything and every interest and we just we love all our members large and small we have all sizes we have all shapes and colors and we're just happy we're happy that all of our members are part of the norm family and we really do we call it a norm family and we hope that others will join us well, they seem to be joining you and the benefits to be attained are exciting enough that I thought we really needed to bring this to our listeners. I did want to ask you, Virginia, when it comes to the history of the place. Now, I mentioned that I live in Florida. One of the places I want to visit is Santa Fe. How, how would Florida and then Santa Fe be connected in any way in the foundation of NARM? Oh, you, you read our about page, I'm sure. <laughs> I did. So, um, originally, the um, we think that the, the history of NARM began down in uh, probably the St. Petersburg area down in Florida, where um, a lot of museums in the area decided to get together and to try and offer their members at a higher level greater benefits. And so they decided on the, this reciprocal program. And the reciprocal program initially was just uh, run by a mem membership manager in a volunteer capacity. And when I joined the museum world back in 2005, and my museum was inter interested in joining the NARM program, the manager was out in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. And so we were ready to join at the end of the year was the only time that they updated NARM list. And so at the end of the year, we all got an email that said, well, I'm retiring. And here is the list of NARM members. There are about 190 some members at the time. And here are the guidelines, just a little word document and good luck. <laughs> and so with my background, I offered to take over the management of the program. And that's how I ended up being the NARM manager at the time. And, uh, actually created the website, the logo, the official uh, name. We didn't even know if it were North American Reciprocal Museum or North American Reciprocal Membership Program. And so all of that was solidified when I um, took over the management back in 2006. Back in 2006, 16 years of doing this. This, uh, I guess I just asked out of sheer curiosity, Virginia, 16 years doing this, but it doesn't sound to me from your rich and varied educational background that like anthropological study of museums or anything like that is in your curriculum vitae, or am I wrong about that? Because you're pretty well-educated. Oh, 
I, uh, I, I did enjoy school and uh, I spent a lot of time in school. <laughs> I am no, not an anthropologist. I uh, retired from Ernst and Young after a wonderful career and just was raising a family and decided that it was time to leave Washington DC in the big city and to come back to South Carolina where our extended family was. And, and that job search, I ended up in the museum world. And I am so glad I did because it's a fabulous world to be in. And I became the membership manager at the Greenville County Museum of Art at the time. And that's I how see. I came into Norm. You know, when I think about, uh, and I'm on this map right now, I mean, the entries are just the sheer number, the volume is astonishing, but also the variety. And there are some surprises included in that, Virginia, whereas something that would not be surprising at all would be the Nordic Museum. If you go to the National Nordic Museum in Seattle, well, heck, I mean, people will jokingly say oof dot of people, even if they're not Norwegian. <laughs> there are, <laughs> yeah, sure, you betcha, and some of these lovely stereotypes. You would expect something like that. But if you go to the state of Wisconsin, for example, in Kenosha, you have the Civil War Museum. In Kenosha, you have the Dinosaur Discovery Museum. I freely admit to you that I didn't know there was much of a connection between Wisconsin the Civil War, and dinosaurs. That really fascinates me that they would be in that location. That's interesting that you would you would put those together. <laughs> right, well, there's a lot more to Wisconsin than I knew. That's for darn sure. Right. This, uh, Virginia, lay it out for us in terms of uh, getting the membership there. What is it? What is the philosophy? Because you know about mission statements, right? What is the vision here? And in the museum world, everybody, it seems to me, wants to carve out their piece of that museum pie because you you open it for a reason. You want it to be discovered by the public and including the traveling public. So when you meet, do you have a, a board of directors or trustees? And what is the vision that you lay down and then check back maybe annually to see if you're on track? Is that how it works? Oh, our vision is very simple. Um, our the, the mission of the North American Reciprocal Museum Association is to help our members grow their membership. And everything that we do as an organization is to promote our institutional members. We have a daily features um, kind of blog on the website, which is fantastic if you look at that. Every, every weekday we're posting an exhibition from one of our members. And this is just part of, of their, the museums and the, the institutional members benefits of joining NARM is that they will get free advertising from us. We'll post on our social media pages, their exhibitions. We also have a NARM magazine that we publish quarterly, which is a lot of fun. It will introduce you to each of our new members that have joined in the past three months. And we will also list virtual exhibitions that our members have. And so everything that we are about, and, and this hasn't changed in 16 years, is just helping our member institutions to grow their membership and offer more benefits to their own members. It's an elegant philosophy, and in part for its simplicity, Virginia, that's great to hear. I'm curious about some of the exhibitions. I uh, On the website there, which again is narmassociation.org, there was something about Southern rites. So now we're looking at regionalism, the Southern rites and rituals. Would that be an example? 
um, of regionalism. This is, um, let's see, that exhibition was about a photographer who was actually sent on a magazine assignment to Mount Vernon, Georgia, and oh. she documents the lives of teenagers in the American South, and it, it looks fascinating. It is on view at the Asheville Art Museum through July 4th. So if you're in the Asheville, North Carolina area, you might want to visit that exhibition. It looks fascinating. I would say they chose the right time of year too, because I can tell you as a Floridian that people will leave here to go to Asheville specifically because of the bit higher elevation. You're up in the, in the hills there and they go to escape the heat and humidity in summertime. That's right. <laughs> and you're a Southern lady anyway. So you appreciate all of this anyway. If we're going to talk about regions, it sounds to me like you have quite a lot of the South in your background. I mean, you got your education at a liberal arts institution in Tennessee. That's a whole subject unto itself right there. But Suwannee has a terrific reputation. It creates well-rounded people. So too does a NARM membership, because look at all the places you can go if you are, shall we say, a cultural appreciator. That's what it looks like to me anyway. How about you? Definitely. And even if you aren't a cultural appreciator, you will be with this membership eventually because of just the access to all of our institution's amazing programming and exhibitions. And I, I, it'll, it'll just pull you in, I think. I just, just looking through our daily features and the variety and the, I mean, I, I love everyday working on deciding what we're going to post that day and and you know sometimes we want to post more than one but we uh we have so much fun with with everything that our, our museums are doing and even during the pandemic it was just incredible with everything closing down the shift it was really a a, a huge shift in our institutions move to offer their members virtual programming well, when people had to stay at home, they offered, they, they, they started developing these amazing virtual programs and they're still out there. And we have a lot of them on our daily features on, on the daily features page. You can search by category, whether it's an event, a featured exhibition or an online or virtual event. And, and a lot of these virtual programs are still out there that you can just view from your home. I mean, what's better than that? But it, oh, absolutely. Speaking of which, if we can get in the last few minutes we have here, Virginia, how did, and I'm so glad that you all survived it, what was the strategy when the lockdown was going on? Here we are, we were in the midst of a pandemic, COVID-19, and NARM came through. What did you have to do to maintain the stability of the organization through all of that travail? Right. We, um, well, we, we did whatever we could to assist our institutions while they were closed. Uh, they were extending their um, members' memberships. And so we helped them by updating their profiles on our website and saying, you know, please honor these memberships for an extended three or six months, even though it's past mm -hmm. an application date. And we just did whatever we could to help promote their online and virtual programming. And even while a lot of doors were shut, people were, our institutions were still offering amazing programming. And we helped to get that out there to our audience. And we have to grow the audience and continue to grow the audience. So. 
Oh, absolutely. And when you do, the multiplicity of offerings give you, gives you a sense of the cultural richness, which is very easily accessible. I'll just, picking a state at random here, let me just have a minute to mention this, but I thought I would do so. In New Mexico, for example, when in Albuquerque, you have the Maxwell Museum of Anthropology. You also have the National Hispanic Cultural Center. Then let's say that you move on to, oh, Los Alamos. Los Alamos History Museum. And there's plenty of atomic history in Los Alamos, folks. So if you are into science and into history, there's a great place to go. In Santa Fe itself, as we earlier mentioned, this is a place where you can go to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. Among others, they've got the El Camino Real historic trail site. That I'd love to see. The Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. And what I will say in brief, Virginia, is that when you are connected to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum, we're talking about artistic standards that I can't help but wonder if there is an idea of what will match what is needed in order to fully be a robust member of your association. It, it, right, and it, it is just, it's amazing that um, we have, we have such a variety, and and I have to I have to say before we uh, close up that since I, this is the American Road Trip talk, but we have nine automobile museums to check out. So ah, there you go, and well, and they're as far flung as what I know the, the Lemay Museum in Tacoma, Washington. There's a good place to start. Yes, exactly. Oh, uh, that's it's wonderful that your organization exists at all. I know they are feeling very lucky, even blessed to have you as the director. And I can see with ease that you're going to continue expanding this, growing your member institution so that people will experience an ever growing array of cultural richness that invites them to come and visit. Once you're a member, in many cases, you're going to walk in you and your family for free or at least for a reduced rate. That's right. Thank you so much for having us on. And it, we'll love to talk about Norm anytime. We'll come back. <laughs> oh, there's there's going to be a return visit, or at least a return visit invitation. I'm so glad that you want to come back because I have many more questions. And again, your website is narmassociation.org, narm being N-A-R-M, narmassociation.org. Virginia Philippi, thank you so much for joining us today. We will do this again. Thank you for having a pleasure. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.